today. Black Lives Matter gives a great reason why you don't negotiate with terrorists. And AG Merrick Garland announces a probe into Minneapolis police practices. We have got a lot coming up today and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. And it's his one day out of the house, so that's <laughs> Just nice. this day. And yeah. uh, <laughs> also joined by Blaze TV contributor Eric July. Thank you guys for both being here. Thank you. Um, you know, it's been a really a whirlwind of uh, 24 hours, I think. Um, we came to you guys live yesterday um, from 5 to 6 central time to give you kind of the, you know, the immediate uh, reaction and analysis from the Derek Chauvin trial. I'm sure you guys are not uh, living under a rock, so you know by this point that Derek Chauvin was found guilty of all three charges, uh, including second-degree murder. And um, <clears throat> it's interesting because yesterday when we sat at this table and we talked about it and, um, you know, I, I made this this comment on Twitter as well that it just feels a lot like Derek Chauvin is the uh, the sacrifice that the jury was willing to make in exchange for their cities not burning down for Black Lives Matter to finally say, OK, we received justice. We're done. We're not going to to wreak any more havoc on your cities. And, um, you know, I, it, at the end of the day, I'm not sure that it matters to Black Lives Matter. Um, so let's go ahead and look at their reaction. Uh, they were fuming. I know we talked yesterday. You guys weren't here. We talked yesterday about the MSNBC commentator, Jason Johnson, who said he was furious at the decision. He was not happy with it, uh, that it was a cultural makeup call. And you saw, you know, lawmakers, you saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez say this was not an example of the system actually working. So don't be fooled and think that this was actually an example of justice and the system working. It wasn't. Um, here is a little bit of a Black Lives Matter supporter yelling basically what we were saying they were going to say, which was uh, we're never going to be satisfied. Let's burn it down much. Yes, we can defund the police. And maybe one day we will abolish the police. But we ain't gonna do shit unless we have control over them. That is the number one thing right now. We're not gonna let these pigs in these buildings have any more control over our lives today. That ends today. So uh, there you have it. And this was not, of course, the only um, <clears throat> the only Black Lives Matter activist shouting this. It was kind of the overwhelming consensus from across the nation. All of these cities, all of the protests popping up. Uh, Black Lives Matter is saying this isn't enough. And it's starting to feel a lot, Jason, like this is never going to be enough. Uh, no, it's not. It's not ever going to be enough uh, with Marxists until they get exactly what they want. And that's, ex that's who these people are. You know, they're Marxists. Uh, they're radical leftists. And I don't, it's, it's so insulting to the black community because mm -hmm. I don't think that 99% of them give a crap about the black community. Um, I think they see this as just another tool that they can use to get what they want, which yeah. is the system burnt to the ground. Um, also free Nikes. And free, yeah, whatever they, you know, can steal and pillage mm -hmm. out of whatever they destroy. Um, can I just really quick give my opinion on, on yesterday? I, I, it might be a, I don't know if everyone listening or watching right now would agree with my opinion on this, just my opinion. But um, I thought that Chauvin was guilty of at least manslaughter. 
That's what I, I thought. think that's an I think that's an easy argument to make. I think when you look at the definition of second degree murder, third degree murder, it got a lot harder to argue that there was beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Um, but I, I did think that the prosecution gave a pretty good case um, on everything. Um, you can discuss second degree murder. I was I don't want to say surprised <laughs> that he got it. I, I was just I thought that was questionable. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't surprised because. If you're a jury, right, you, and this is how when they say justice was, some some people are saying justice was served. Mm-hmm. And and this is an example of the system working. But if you're a jury, juror, you're not doing anything. Like, you know the consequences. If, right. if, if this goes to a mistrial, we are screwed. We are getting doxxed. Um, who knows what the heck's gonna happen? We're gonna have to move to another city or even country. Who knows? Your life is in danger. And that goes if 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 they and that not only if it was a mistrial, but if they just said, okay, let's give them the just the manslaughter and third degree charge, let's just do that. They would not have been happy with that. They're not even happy now. They're not right. But they would not have been happy. That, so cities would have burned. I mean, it's telling when country uh, cities all over the country <laughs> were preemptively putting, uh, you know, uh, national uh, guard, yeah, state and, of emergency, yep, boarding yeah. up windows, all that stuff. Um, they knew what was going to happen. Black Lives Matter knew what was going to happen. They knew what they were going to do. Now, if you're a juror, you knew that too. So we will never know. Did he really deserve second-degree murder? We'll never know. I don't see that as justice in action. I see that as being bullied into doing this just so catastrophe doesn't strike. Right. And to Jason's point, Eric, I mean, it was bizarre that when you're talking about second-degree murder, you're talking about such a complex case that there wouldn't be any questions that the jury would have and come back to the judge and ask for clarification on something, ask for you know more information, ask for something to show that they're really taking their time deliberating this because this is no, this is heavy, this is a big they deal. They came back with it as fast as they did. Right. Um, that, was, that was clear and obvious. Look, I'm of the opinion that two things can be true. And that is that Chauvin can be, you know, guilty of what degree is going to always be up for dispute. But we talked about it, minimum um, at manslaughter. So he's at some point criminally, you know, viable for what happened. Nonetheless, it could also be said that it didn't matter if they proved it, how good the case of the defense was. That was going to be the verdict regardless. And they had their minds probably made up because of, like Jason mentioned, the consequences that were going to be associated with this. So I don't think that we have to discuss it in the light of, okay, one or rather the other. I think it's, it can be both be true. Yeah, I mean, maybe he did, but it could have been the case of it, it didn't matter. Everybody had made up their mind. It's not like the jury didn't know. what they, it, There was no way they could have, I mean, gotten anybody from the Amish uh, on, on down to try to look at this case as objectively as they wanted them to and they would have probably came to the same exact conclusion because the spin was the spin at the end of the day and that's the one negative thing that comes with like these sort of nationally televised not just the cases but these things that are uh, that are hyped up in the degree that they are the the decision gets made already I mean we kind of got uh, got some of that before but now we're as connected as ever and everybody's connected to their phone everybody's got their opinions all the corporate entities are chiming in on it so it's bigger than just that so i'm of the opinion that two things can be true nonetheless when it comes to like gentlemen at the beginning when he's talking about yeah, it, it, it they might not be finished i do think it does go to what jason was talking about it that's what marxist you know that's how they believe he talks about taking it over that's right out of the uh for those of you that actually are knowledgeable on marxism that's dictatorship of the proletariat right there and then wanting to take over essentially and be the state um effectively and what they want 
And you'd hear something like that, and you'd think the anarchist at the table would be you. You would agree with everything it is that he said. Uh, it's important, and I've been discussing this this whole concept, really, the police, really in depth with my audience and everybody else, is that, to me, definitely, if I'm ever coalition building with anybody, it's not enough for you to simply be against something that, let's say, the state is, is doing. Your reason why is just as important. So this is why weirdos, even including my fellow libertarians who thought that it was a good idea to march alongside Black Lives Matter of, of the groups or say uh, what it is that they would say, seeming to not understand they will be the first people that are put up on the wall any event that they get in control anyway. So all you're doing is boosting their movement. You know, it's not enough. And, and for them, their ends are in a completely different stratosphere than what minds is they just see effectively be it the police officers or the state in the way of them doing what it is that they want to do which is why he specifically mentioned they wanted control uh of it it's not about lack of uh, or trying to alleviate state violence or something like that no they just want to be able to wield said power to be able to beat everybody into submission to what it is that they want the the world to to, to be like yeah I, I will say that uh, you know, the jury, I believe, is safe on this, but this case is not over yet. Right. Um, and it could, I mean, depending on how far Black Lives Matter wants to take this and all the other, and Antifa and all of them, there's going to be some people that will probably be targeted in this if they screw this up. I, was, I heard Alan Dershowitz talking, I think, yesterday that uh, he thinks that this is going to get overturned yeah. in the Supreme Court. Yeah. He specifically called out Maxine Waters. Yep. I want, will BLM come after Maxine Waters mm -hmm. if she turns out to be the reason why this uh, you know, all went up? Uh, they, they called out Joe Biden's comments. Um, and I heard... It'll, be, it'll, of course, be the system that, that is working against right. them. It won't be Maxine Waters. It won't be the actual people. Right, right. Um, yeah, there was, there, was a, there was another analyst that was talking, I think it was yesterday on, it might even have been on, on Glenn's show, but he was talking about how the prosecution was not following the rules during the closing arguments. And the prosecution, uh, when he, he was uh, doing the closing arguments, and he, he kept calling the other side the defense liars. Liars, yeah. And he's like, you can't do that. You right. can do that in a civil case, but you can't. And I, get, I can't remember, how, it was like eight times he objected. Eight single times, he kept doing it anyway. Mm. I mean, there's so many... It certainly feels like it's, it's setting them up for uh, a, a, an overturning, an appeal and a, a mistrial or, you know, whatever. It's cer it does certainly feel like they're setting Derek Chauvin up to be successful at that. But let me play you, before we have to go to break, let me play you uh, Nancy Pelosi because, you know, it, it is interesting to see how far this has shifted. Uh, I know I don't have to remind you guys that when this first popped off, it was like, this guy's racist. He's a total racist. That's why Black Lives Matter was so upset. That's why they burned down our cities over the summer, because racism, and this was, this was an example of systemic racism, yet we didn't see one single iota, one shred of evidence of racism in the entire trial. There was nothing to point to racism, absolutely nothing, uh, yet that didn't stop Nancy Pelosi from saying this. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for Jesus justice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> For being there to terrible. call out yeah. to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. I mean, I, 
I don't even know where to start with that one. So now George Floyd is the martyr uh, for black people. I know I, I heard him, um, I heard him, his name used in conjunction with Emmett Till. He is the modern day Emmett Till. I mean, the links that these people are going to to create this aura around him uh, is truly incredible. I, I can't imagine if you're the if you're his family, are you happy with Nancy Pelosi saying thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing yourself for the greater good of black people? Yeah, when she, soon as she said that, when I first heard those comments, I was like, <laughs> well, at least she's being honest in the sense that when it comes to no advancing kidding. whatever it is that they no want, kidding. that's that's, that's what all it, it is. That's all it yep. is. It has nothing to do with justice really at all. It's yep. just more of this. You were a means, uh, you know, to an end. And, and we got what it is that we want. So thank you for uh, sacrificing uh, yourself. But it's just so much to what it is that she's saying in the direction that she's going with with how she's trying to, uh, you know, equate certain concepts to justice. And everybody else came out as if that's mob justice is basically what she seems to point to as if that makes, you know, it's because of you all doing all of this and doing everything. That's why justice was like, it's not just actual justice works. It doesn't matter if millions of you show up it's like what were the facts of, of the matter or rather what the facts of the case um, and, and and is he going to you know go down for really the crimes that he actually committed that's what justice more so has to do with not whether or not you and your mob got irate and, and what have you but it, you know it's just him she did tell on herself i guess that he, he's a means to an end she uh, did. that's find, pretty much the same point i was gonna i was gonna make it she is like 99 percent of every other politician in washington dc mm -hmm. republican or democrat they don't give a crap about you they don't give a crap about you. They just want to use you to get more power and to stay there. She's the she's the poster child of that. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So Omega XL is for those of you who, uh, you know, maybe you've reached the age where just things hurt. Maybe you've been involved in, I know I was in a car accident, totally screwed up my, uh, my neck and my back, and you just live in constant pain. Maybe you're told that you should get some, you know, an injection in your back, and that will definitely solve your pain. Well, it's not going to because the underlying cause is likely inflammation and you have to actually defeat the inflammation in order to stop the pain or else it can cause permanent damage. By the way, Omega XL is backed by 35 years of clinical research and it actually attacks the inflammation. It's not going to be like a pain reliever or one of those rubs that you just rub on and it feels really awesome for 15 minutes and then it goes away and you are stuck in pain again. Omega XL is going to neutralize that inflammation. All right. It is a powerful essential fatty acid combination from uh, the waters of New Zealand. All right. So it's natural and it is going to help get that pain gone for good. Go to Omega XL right now. Get a second bottle for free when you order a first. If you go to OmegaXL.com, it's OmegaXL.com slash news. OmegaXL.com slash news. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, announced today that the Justice Department is opening a, in, an investigation into policing practices in Minneapolis. Uh, this is, of course, right after Derek Chauvin has been convicted, and that's not enough. They are opening an investigation. Here is Merrick Garland on that. Today, I am announcing that the Justice Department has opened a civil investigation to determine whether the Minneapolis Police Department engages in a pattern or practice of unconstitutional or unlawful policing. 
This effort will be staffed by experienced attorneys and other personnel from the Justice Department Civil Rights Division and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Minnesota. The new civil investigation is separate from and independent of the federal criminal investigation into the death of George Floyd that the Justice Department has previously announced. Uh, again, I mean, this, this trial, I, I saw no facts that were put forth by uh, the prosecution that would indicate that this resulted in because of any sort of racism, right? It was this just, it was what it was. There was no, no racism brought up, yet now the entire uh, police department is being investigated, um, I guess, for systemic racism. Um, now, Eric, I have a, an idea where you stand on this, because I think you'd probably love for all police departments to just be looked into home, and abolished just and done home. away with. And especially now. Yeah. They don't even want you around. Like, seriously, yeah. they don't even want you yeah. around. They, I'm, I'm being dead to Even if you are a supporter of them, they have made it abundantly clear that they don't want you around and what have you. Definitely in those Uber, because, you know, definitely where I'm at or where these Uber rural, rural areas, they don't need them around anyway. They got they got all that under control. It's these urban cities uh, and, and what have you. So just quit. Just yeah. just quit at minimum. But seriously, my issue, though, with what it is that he said is that this is what I feared is how the feds would try to utilize this whole situation as a power grab. Yep. Federal police officers like mm -hmm. that can be an excuse to yep. you know take them over and be like oh we got you, you guys aren't doing things the the right way it's hilarious to hear him say we need to see if y'all are doing these unconstitutional things i'm like dude yeah <laughs> who you work for right, man like right. come on man like this, I mean, this has nothing to do with that of course this is uh, about optics and hopefully it doesn't come to that however i do think that a lot of people are going to utilize especially in the federal government utilize as instances like this pops up is that they're going to look at, oh, we need to look into making sure you're doing what it is that we think that you need to need to do. And this is why I have been leading the charge on this whole decentralization um, effort. This would be the absolute worst response possible in the event that they think that there's an issue going around with like state police, uh, uh, city police or what have you. And they think that the solution is for them to become more involved in a certain situation, be it through direct funding or something of that nature. That will be an absolute disaster. And that is moving us in a direction that we don't need to go to. Decentralization is key, and he's going the complete opposite way. Mm, Jason. Uh, you're right on the money with the federalized police. I think that they've wanted that. The left has for a oh, long time. Oh, for a very long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and this this just gives them one more step closer. And yeah, the, the attorney general coming out and talking about this and, you know, making sure they're living up to their standards is what I was kind of reading in between the line. Is there a book that's already written out, you know, where they're like, these are the, the policing standards. And then if you can't live up to them, then that's when we go ahead and take over. This pisses me off, right? This pisses me off in the same reason that I was pissed off at Republicans when they came out with their yeah. own. Own yes. reform the police because what are you doing then you're giving into the fact that no, and the, not credence the fact. To, yeah. yeah not the <laughs> fact that you're giving into the myth right. that uh, there's systemic racism and all cops are racist and they're right. targeting black people just because I don't know they, they don't want their jobs anymore and they want to go to prison that's the reason why I, I don't I don't I don't I really don't get it the problem with this is the liars now are directing the narrative in the country and everyone is ta is mm -hmm. is going along with the lie they're uh, they're listening to them 
Um, and it's very passionate and people are just coming into, even if they don't even have any knowledge on it, they're like, oh my gosh, that's awful. So they're just joining in on the side. Um, I will say this, th- there does need to be a reform with policing in this way. I think they need to give out more information. I don't think they need to change the way they're doing things. I think they need to give out more information to counter all the misinformation out there. Mm. Like for one, you know, you ask most people today, they'd be like, uh, and there's been many videos on this, how many um, unarmed black men were killed last year? I think I saw one from Minnesota where they said thousands. Thousands. Right. Yeah, if you poll yeah, them, they they'll think. always overshoot. Uh-huh. I, it's, that's what they think. I think it was 18, if, 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 yeah, it's, it's, if some, yeah. something like that. Um, they also have no idea why there's so many, po- some, uh, why so many police are in certain areas and why more black people are getting hit for some of the, for some crimes. Well, you need to look at the patrol patterns. Mm. They don't, they don't produce those and why their patrol patterns are like that. It usually happens to be, uh, it usually has to do with a lot more violent crime right. or other crime in certain areas. Right. Now, Put that information out there and then redo the numbers so it's not based off a of population census and then it's based off of where crime is being committed in these places. And you'll notice that the d- numbers shift dramatically. Mm. They don't put that information out there. Well, I don't know why. I think the spin, the racial spin, has always been the issue because what it does is when there are instances of just call it misconduct, call it whatever you want to, state violence, is that that gets just completely dismissed. And I'm of the opinion that you cannot properly assess a problem and and come up with a solution until you properly are able to identify it. So even in these instances, which is why, you know, we did this last was a Monday show. We talked about how, okay, this weirdo who's all like, oh, this acting like this doesn't even happen. Like, oh, well, who was it? A Cuomo, Cuomo, right? He was like, oh, until a white kid, until this happens to a white kid. I just read the other day. It was like, it was like uh, right before my birthday. So it had to have been like uh, five days ago, 16 year old white kid. Got shot and killed by the police because he had his toy gun, uh, uh, airsoft, airsoft mm. gun. Oh, yeah. Probably y'all guys probably never heard of it. Huh? I wonder mm. why things like that happen all of the time. And I was just naming, you know, Duncan Limp. We talked about uh, Tony. We talked about Daniel Shaver. Yeah. This this stuff happens all of the time. You might not know about it because your handlers didn't tell you that you were supposed to be mad at it, but it happens all the time. So we, if it is to be an issue, we cannot properly address it if any time it gets brought up, or rather the only time it gets brought up, is when there's some sort of racial aspect. This is why I'm of the opinion as well that they're more concerned with disparity and it's perceived disparity. It might not even actually right. exist according to the data. It's a perceived disparity. So if we were getting our tails whooped equally to them by way of the cops, they'd have no problem. This is why I never side with them because we on different pages here, man. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let me. So to that point, um, we're going to go ahead and, and take a break. And then when we come back, let's talk about. Uh, what happened yesterday in Columbus, Ohio, because I think that that is, you know, if you guys thought that because the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin trial was over, we could all just rest and go back to normal life and not have to have this constant conversation about systemic racism in police. You thought wrong. Uh, We will get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project. So uh, parents, listen up. Here is what your kids are being taught in public school. All right. There's no difference between boys and girls. Every white person is racist. So, you know, all all of you white kids out there, you are racist. By the way, math is racist also. Uh, Supporting Black Lives Matter and social justice is more important than reading, writing, arithmetic. And by the way, thanks to Joe Biden, uh, teacher unions just got tens of billions in COVID cash to push all of this in your public school classrooms. 
I don't think you really want this for your kids. Uh, that is why you need to consider Freedom Project Academy. Unlike public schools, FPA has perfected live online learning for over a decade. They are built on Judeo-Christian values, classical curriculum. Freedom Project Academy is dedicated to providing mastery of subject matter, not the propaganda and indoctrination camps. You can go to freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool.com. Request your free information packet today. By the way, there's a reason the average high school graduate is entering uh, college reading at a seventh grade level. Hmm, I wonder why it is. Oh, right. It's the indoctrination camps that they're going to. Don't let your child be dumbed down. Go to freedomforschool.com. Get your child a real education. It is freedomforschool.com. talking about how this just it feels like the movie Groundhog's Day but the the setting is just hell we're just in hell right now and we are replaying the same thing over and over and over again with these snap judgments about systemic racism in policing without talking about all of the facts surrounding the situation same day that Derek Chauvin uh, had his verdict read to him there was an incident in Columbus Ohio which apparently we cannot show you because uh, the overlords over at YouTube are hitting us for um, showing facts surrounding a situation that everyone is discussing. Um, and I guess, I don't know, they, they don't want those to be shown. So uh, there is was a 16-year-old girl in Ohio who was involved in an altercation. The police were called when they arrived on scene. You can see the body cam footage. You can look it up online. You can see the body cam footage. The police officers arrive. Uh, one of the girls is wielding a knife and actively trying to, he, she rears back and goes to stab uh, one of the other girls involved in the altercation. She was shot and uh, died. Her name was Makia Bryant. And um, here we go again, all of the Black Lives Matter activists saying the same things that we saw with not just George Floyd, but any other black person who was killed by police. Context doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that she was wielding a knife. Some people, I think, honestly, some people who are talking about this don't even actually know that she was holding a knife because of some of the media spins, because of some of the, you know, the article headlines doesn't really say, hey, by the way, this girl had a knife and was actively trying to stab another person to death. Uh, both of the girls were black that were involved in that particular altercation. The police officer was white. And um, Eric, I'm, I'm going to let you have this one first because I was appalled by the activists that I saw on Twitter, one of whom actually indicated that Teenagers in knife fights is just a part of childhood, and we should just stand by and let it happen because it's been happening for so long. Yeah, that's bull crap. Um, nonetheless, <laughs> let's just but, let our kids stab each yeah, other that, to that's death. That's not. And I grew up banging, and that's that's no, that's not. <laughs> it's not a normal thing that people should be doing. Nonetheless, there's so many different things to unpackage here that that I certainly want to discuss. I'm gonna try to speed through it. This instance right here, and it goes to show what I've said many times on this show, and that is that I believe that there are parties in, in, in two different sides that have unrealistic mm -hmm. expectations of police officers. Yes. The sides that generally support them, I mean, unconditionally. Whenever it doesn't matter, they expect you to listen to them all the time, even when they're in error and you're always in the you wrong. You should have complied with police. That those types, you know say, exactly yeah. who I'm yeah. talking about. And then on the other side, you have people that generally hate them, which you'd argue I'm in that I'm in right. that I'm in that camp. But there are folks that are in that camp that 
expect them and again hold them to a same even if they say they hate them one thing that they agree on is that they hold them to standards that are unrealistic and and just don't seem to make any sense because they wouldn't apply those standards to their fellow man yeah and that's problem that's the fundamental problem with the state as far as i am am concerned because i look at it like this remove the badge from the situation some of us at the table are responsible uh gun owners and to sit here and watch, or rather uh, listen yeah. uh, to, to, to people talk about this and watch people blue check mark Twitter, it's like, well, stupid people are on Twitter. And they expect the cops to have lightning speed right. uh, reaction. Uh, just You can tell so many folks that have never been in any sort of physical confrontation, neither do they know a damn thing about weapons or, 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 or guns you have folks talking about why don't they fire warning shots in the air which is the absolute worst possible thing eric, you can do eric shoot them in the hand shoot the knife off oh, yeah, yes yes watch that's it, it. you had someone who said that yes, I did. why couldn't he just shoot the knife it's not uh, that hard yeah, i'm like so, okay maybe in your video games yes, that you exactly. play people think that and it's that the way they see the world is through the lens of action movies yeah. and video games man and that's not real life and you're taught it doesn't matter if you're a cop it doesn't matter if you're a regular citizen you do not shoot somebody shooting at the arms and, and the legs for what you shoot center mass yes, is the biggest target and i'm not here here to protect the state or protect the cops but to be fair he 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 got who the who the who the i guess the aggressor was yes, right yeah. and it was he pretty saved, efficient i mean he to saved consider, a black girl's yeah, life it, it was pretty efficient if you want to get technical yeah. with it the fact that he was able to even though he was at a at a tough angle he only hit her yes he didn't hit the girl that, she, that was literally about right to get there. stabbed yeah. that didn't that did not happen but seriously remove yourself or remove the badge from them and you look at that like a private citizen nobody and or i don't want to say nobody maybe the stupid people will we wouldn't generally think that that was an irrational response because that is a knife right is a deadly weapon yep. it is lethal it's not a gun but it absolutely is lethal people die because of it there's two body cams that i think you guys should check out um i'm gonna close with this not only just the guy that obviously uh the, the cop that did a shooting but there's another body cam of her taking the girl the girl that was in the pink shirt the girl mm -hmm. is about to get stabbed and the cop was asking her uh, 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 did she? She had a knife, uh, 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 and she was like, "Yeah, she 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 had a knife. That's why he shot her, cause she was running at me uh, uh, with the knife. That's what the chick in, in, in the pink mm -hmm. in the pink said." So I would encourage you guys to go check that out. That's what I was gonna say. Has any journalist or anybody with these great hot takes just gone to her? And said, of course not. Are, are you glad that the cop did? What, I guarantee right. you, she said yes. Yeah. Go to her parents if you don't want to talk to her and right. say, are you glad that the, the cop did what he did for your daughter? Guarantee you, they'll say yes. Yeah. These, these stories, and I, I think this one was, was similar to the, uh, you know, the, you know, thinking that you had a gun, but you, or th you had a taser, but you had a gun story. Um, I think both of those are local news stories. Like mm -hmm. this is uh, this is a cop that saved a woman's life when two people were having a fight and one of them had a deadly weapon. That is a story that should go no further than your local cable access news or the local newspaper. It shouldn't be national. Yeah. Uh, it, just, it just shows you they're using every single one of these cases to blow it up so that they can use it in some way. Yeah, well, and it is interesting because, you know, for the, the, the name of the organization Black Lives Matter, you would think that they actually cared about black lives. But basically what they're saying is, let us kill each other. Black on black crime is totally fine, but a cop gets involved and protects one of us. 
we have a problem with it. Yeah, the, 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 again, I took I took exception to the idea of these blue check marks saying that that is normal behavior. That is not a it's not normal, and it should be also like if it is normal to you guys. Let's talk about culture. Because yeah, that's, that's a, a culture problem, right? It, problem. In, in event that it is, because that's not a proper way, obviously, <laughs> to respond, and it shouldn't take anything out of you to condemn at least that right. that particular app. Now, act. I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly everything that happened and the events that led up to that because I don't. But to to act like okay the 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 general response or rather the expectation is just to let someone get stabbed in the neck because you're not sure what happened before. yeah because yeah, because you're not <laughs> it, that's 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 a stretch and again that's not anything that you would expect any any like regular person mm -mm. To, to 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 have to experience if i am out and definitely, if like that's a family member or something, and I see some running at, at them with a with a deal, I'm drawing. It's not. I'm not even think, like yeah. I'm thinking about it, of course. But in the sense that, and then I do it, and I, I, I had to lay them down with yep. the. It was a, it was a deadly weapon, and people be like, case closed. All right, well, yeah, we got it on tape. That's exactly what happened. But this is what I'm talking about with the unfortunate unrealistic expectation and this is why it's hard to come up with a solution to this we want to limit those encounters when the police has to arise but you can't sit up here and hold them to certain standards that you wouldn't hold other people that fundamentally is the problem and it just goes more ways than one but in black lives matter instead of you know actually doing something to address some of these issues instead of trying to make this thing up that it were systemically racist they could be concentrating on building up black families that would go a huge way to well, Wasn't the, the chick? Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the girl that did that they got shot. Unfortunately, was in. I know her mother was talking about it, but yes, I, I, yes. I believe that she was in yes. in foster care. That's stemming from a, a oh, long yes. oh, list See, of other issues that they don't want to talk about because it will be very uncomfortable. Well, they are, they are helping black families. The the one founder who has oh, her like four oh, houses, yeah, sure. and yeah. she's helping her family. Yeah, instead so that's one black family. They're, instead, they're saying the opposite. They're saying they want to destroy the modern nuclear mm -hmm. the uh, nuclear mm -hmm. family. It's so ridiculous. It's it's so tragic too because I don't know how Democrats and leftists get away with it. They made a deal with the devil or something yeah. because they're responsible for the decimation of black families. Yeah. Families. If you go back to the 1800s, I, Thomas Sowell has an awesome lecture on this. If you go back to the 1800s, there were more black families staying together. That was part of culture yeah. than white families. Yeah. And that cons that was all, that was very, that very was consistent slavery, all the way all, through. Even, even slavery, that's what like welfare statism and other things did. We, when, did it, yeah. when did it change? That's exactly. Of course, welfare state. Of course, welfare state. Once you go to welfare state, you started breaking apart yep. uh, the black family. You see some of these issues and it's so frustrating because it's like, I talk about this sometimes and you get people that do, that either deflect from it or something like, I didn't grow up doing the knucklehead stuff. I also grew up in a single parent household. Mm, I wonder if there's a connection uh, there to me being a knucklehead and me <laughs> and, 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 you know, me growing up in that single parent household, I mean, my mother did everything she could, but she couldn't teach me how to be a man to yeah. be fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's like those are uncomfortable situations or, or conversations that we absolutely have to have because I am not of the opinion. I think it's insulting that people think that this is the position that people that are in these unfortunate situations, whether it be black culture, people in black culture living in poor, uh, poverty stricken areas. Like, I feel like at minimum, I should be able to expect you not to use aggression upon another person. Mm -hmm. The whole idea that, yo, well, you're in your situation, therefore it should be right. excused, that's that's insulting. At minimum, it takes nothing from you. I don't care if you have nothing. It takes nothing from you to not want to kill your neighbor. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we bring that up, and it's like a crime to do it. You just can't talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we got more to come. Back in a minute. <sighs> Good stuff, Eric. Oh, yeah. That's social pull for me. Thank you.
medical experts, uh, I'm sorry, medical experts uh, who previously with COVID-19 have promised herd immunity uh, are now saying that herd immunity is off the table. Now, I just want to take you back to last summer when the World Health Organization said that between 60 to 70 percent of the population having herd immunity to the specific virus would suffice for the population being like, it's just going to be a normal thing, totally fine. And uh, that was before Anthony Fauci went, uh, I think, as high as 90 percent that he said, oh, well, uh, we need 90 percent now herd immunity for you guys to be allowed to go do your thing. Uh, We've got, let's see a third of American adults fully vaccinated. Uh, More than 50% of American adults had received at least one COVID-19 vaccine shot. And uh, but still the doctors, the medical experts are now saying that herd immunity is probably off the table. Uh, We have one who says herd immunity is theoretically possible, but we as a society have rejected that. There is no eradication at this point. It's off the table. The only thing we can talk about is control. What has surprised me most is the incomprehensible rejection of science, even among otherwise intelligent people. I'm truly flabbergasted to be watching this on a grand scale. By the way, uh, Vanderbilt University School uh, doctor, Dr. William Schaffner, he said, he's an infectious disease expert, he said, uh, I agree, by the way, independent thinking people are the ones who are likely to drag out the pandemic. Damn right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good compliment. So, right? so there you have it. Uh, because Schaffner? of you independent, independent thinking people, you people who can critically think, use your own brains, not listen <laughs> to figureheads, tell you what the science says, actually look at the data yourself. You are the reason we somehow can't achieve herd immunity. Uh, and then they talked about eradication as if that was a thing that we were going to be able to do. I'm like, no one ever said that that was a thing that we were supposed to be able to do because that's not how any of this works. But I'm not a medical expert, so I guess I shouldn't say that. that, It's like, and I saw this coming when 15 days to slow the spread got ditched. Uh And and the reason being is what a lot of people don't seem to understand about that is that that was never really a, it was halfway a medical scientific question, but it was more an economic question than anything. Because the idea had absolutely nothing to do with stopping people from getting the virus. It had everything to do with trying to spread the number of people out so you didn't exhaust hospital resources. That was the concept of, 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 of flatten the curve for uh, 15 days to slow the spread. That was the whole point of it. And once that went up, they pivoted from that to eradicate the virus and they had been talking as if anybody getting it ever was a bad thing and i would sit here like back in march and april like wait w- wait a minute that doesn't that's not even first of all that wasn't what you initially said but that doesn't even make sense we've never treated any virus virus like this they don't care yeah. and this is why you know i'm not gonna sit up there and just put my temp, my full tinfoil hat on i just put on my my you know my, my snapback <laughs> <laughs> with this it leads you to believe that there's something else being up. Maybe not from just this grand scheme puppets uh, or, or being controlled, but maybe that there's so many people that have had so much to gain 
from kicking this can down the road and that they want this and need this to continue to go on as long as they can. Mm -hmm. You look at the billions of dollars that has been spent and has gone to a, a number of different people, be it the pharmaceutical companies, be it these, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, tying money was always weird when they tied money to uh, deaths, you know, COVID yes. deaths. That was yes. a bizarre the thing hospitals. for them to throw yeah. in there. It's almost as if yeah. people would be incentivized to kind of, Oh, well, mark that right there. Almost go, go, as go, if. Go, yeah, yeah, it's almost hmm. as if. But seriously, man, like, it leads you to believe that something else is up because none of it makes sense. And then when you listen to other people that are just as much experts as they are who say the complete opposite, they're like, this, no, no, we, we shouldn't be doing any of this. This is crazy. This was like the Great Barrington uh, Declaration or when uh, with all those, you got long list of experts. We, we talk about Jay Budachara talking with yeah. with uh, yeah. uh, uh, Governor DeSantis and they taking it down as if it doesn't even exist because this ain't about science at all this is more of a religious institution mm -hmm. as they are, are presenting it and it's like you need to listen to everything it is that they say and if you don't well you're a problem i laughed when we were reading that off that those quotes there because one of the things that william shaffner yeah. not shatner but shaffner, no, said, shaffner he said we need to be talking about control i thought that was just an interesting oh, yeah, one right? line <laughs> exactly what that's all about thanks that's for what letting we've been us talking know. about thank you <laughs> right i mean i remember well, I back a year a year ago God, a year over a year ago when we all just kind of gave in and said okay we'll give you two weeks Whoa, give you two whoa, weeks. whoa, don't say all. <clears throat> well, I mean, we warned, you know, we were like, uh, yeah, not all. But yeah. we, we were sitting at this table probably every single day. The general those population two weeks. was like, all right, two weeks, fine. Right. That's fair. Every, everyone was like pretty much in agreement. Yeah. Uh, it was a great, remember that? Like yeah. everyone was walking outside in the afternoon. It, it was like Halloween night every night. It was really weird. Well, we but, were in Texas. I'm not sure that like in Michigan they were doing Yeah, that. they probably weren't doing yeah. that there. Um, but, but everyone kind of collectively yes. kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt. And we were warning. We were like, okay, but exactly. Watch what happens at the end of that mm -hmm. two weeks because mm -hmm. if power obtained is very rarely power given mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very rarely. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what's happened. And yeah. that's what this is. And it's funny they try to like pretend that places like Sweden don't exist. They want to pretend that places like Texas, Texas, yeah. Mississippi, I'm, you Florida, still see Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw an article today. They were like, well, we're, we're now past the time of worry for when you know after. Uh, the governor's rescinding the mask mandate. Um, but actually, it's, it's, it's not too soon to say, hold, you know, pump the brakes. I'm like, how long are you going to pump those brakes? How it's to like next, long? To the next flu season. Oh, yeah. 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 cases will go up again. They'll be like, oh, let's see, we told you yep. so. Like, yep. what do you mean? It's another season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, It'll, it will be interesting. And by the way, for those of you who are unfamiliar with herd immunity, would just like to point out herd immunity is only a theory. It has never been fully proven. And it was a theory based on actual natural uh, yeah, immunity immune system, yeah. to viruses, your actual as a Eric pointed out, your God-given <laughs> immune system, not your immunity based on injecting yourself with, you know, uh, other things. So, but hey, I forgot. I'm not the medical expert. So who am I to bring up these facts? All right, we got to take a break. Back in a minute. I saw it this. It drives me nuts. Every time they use that word. Like, all these people spell All right, don't forget to, to go to wherever you get your podcasts. Go subscribe to the News and Why It Matters audio podcast. I know some of you are so kind. You're out there on YouTube, and I'm like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and you're leaving your review on the YouTube comment. And it's very sweet, and we appreciate the kind words. Um, but it, it, 
we need you to go to wherever you get your audio podcast and leave that same review and subscribe. It will make more people able to find the show so that they too can see the news and why it matters. Today we've got one from, uh, let's see, a review from, what is this, Frisky Bisky something. <laughs> I don't even, that's a long name, guy. All right. Hey, y'all. Sarah is a spunky, sassy, striking host. Her guests all bring value to the con to the conversation. Soon to be Governor Chad Prather is my favorite, as well as Eric, Eric July. July. I'm in high school right now, and I can't always watch this show, but I wish you the best. Keep it up, guys. Love y'all. Listen I to me love over your that. <laughs> yeah, please. please oh my. Seriously. Could you say that again? I talked over uh, you. Yeah, I said, listen to me over your teachers. Please. <laughs> For sure. If you listen to the show, <laughs> you, you have to pass this message on. Listen to Eric July more than you listen to your teachers, because they probably don't know as much as Eric July does. All right. We We've got time for one more. What is this? Audible Driver. Wish there were more shows like this. I'm a Blaze subscriber. Hard to find more shows like this on YouTube. Keep up the good work. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll stay on YouTube if we're lucky. We don't know because they keep demonetizing this show. They demonetized it from yesterday. I have no idea what I said, what I did to get it to demonetize. Oh, wait. I think it was all the facts and the truth that we were laying out. Uh, make sure to join us at BlazeTV.com as well. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.